Did you hear something? No. Hmm. Did I? I don't know. Do we really want that music for us on Christmas Eve? That's better. Uh... Simpsons episode 139, Marge Be Not Proud, happened in season seven, and it was the first holiday-themed episode that The Simpsons did since the very first episode back in 1989, so it was a pretty momentous occasion. People are pretty divided, um in their opinions of this episode. I happen to think it's very, very well done. Um, there is a faction uh, of Simpsons fans that mark this episode as the beginning of the decline of The Simpsons. They say it's the only bad episode in the whole season, um, and it paved the way for other sort of what they consider banal episodes to come after it. Uh, I kind of see what they mean because it's a very human, down-to-earth story compared to something like the monorail or uh, Whacking Day or, you know, Bart becomes Burns' heir, stuff like that. But I think it is so well-crafted. Uh, the writer, Mike Scully, is very good at these sort of quiet episodes. Um, which work very well for showrunners Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. They're, they also did the Summer of Four Foot Two episode where the Simpsons go to the beach and, you know, Lisa tries to be a different person. And um, they did the one where Donald Sutherland is the town historian. You know, like sort of very uh, detail-oriented, down-to-earth, quiet episodes about family and about people's emotions, <laughs> um, shall we say. Anyway, the title, Marge Be Not Proud, means that she was not proud. She was ashamed and mad because Bart stole something. The plot of this is that Christmas time is coming up, and the toy that everyone wants, who's Bart's age, is a video game called Bone Storm. Uh, and Bart wants it so much that he goes to the store and like hopes someone will buy it for him. Unfortunately, he runs into the bullies, uh, who say that it's okay to steal. And so he steals the video game, and he does not get away with it. Security guard Don Brodka, who we spoke about in some detail last week as one of our favorite guest stars, 
Don Brodka, voiced by Lawrence Tierney, one of the most, like, notoriously hard-boiled, difficult, mean guys in Hollywood, who was, like, 80 years old when he recorded that voice for The Simpsons. Um, and he sounds really scary in the episode. You know, he collars Bart and brings him back into the store, and Bart has to endure, you know, a whole menacing lecture for him, from him. And eventually, Marge and Homer find out that Bart stole, and uh, that happens when they go back to the store. The store is called the Try and Save. Uh, to get their holiday portraits done. I like the display in the living room of all of the different family portraits that the Simpsons have done so far, and every single one of them is marred by Bart doing something naughty that ruins the photo, and one of them is... Uh, him holding up a word balloon in front of Homer that says, I stink. Homer looks at it and goes, hey, I don't remember saying that. And another one is Bart with a comb underneath his nose pretending to be Hitler. Uh, and true to form, this year's Portrait has, you know, Bart being <laughs> yanked away from the beautiful family portrait right at the moment that the shutter clicks. Yanked away, of course, by Don Brodka again. And it's just so humiliating because he has to stand in front of the security footage and Marge sees it all. And, um, and what happens is that Bart is afraid that he's lost Marge's love, and that's a really, really big deal, of course, needless to say. She doesn't really punish him, she just sort of becomes distant, and that is way worse. And, uh, yeah, his being sort of shut out of the family because of that is devastating. It's really sad. They make snowmen in the yard. <laughs> Homer's, of course, has giant muscles. It looks like an Oscar statue or something, and I think it has hair, too. Um, and Bart isn't invited, and he's like, why didn't you wait for me? Marge is like, oh, I thought you are getting a little too old for this, but, you know, you can make a snowman. There's some snow left under the car. And so he makes this awful brown, like, tr you know, troll-looking version of Bart that um, is made out of snow that's dirty and, like, tan-colored from underneath <laughs> the car. Um, that marshmallow that is saturated with hot chocolate actually does look good. <laughs> I always think when I watch that. Um that Bart is forced to make because he doesn't, because uh, Marge thinks that he won't want her to put 
the marshmallow in his hot chocolate anymore because he's big. Uh, everything ends well because in order to make Marge feel better, Bart gets her a gift of, you know, his own portrait that he gets done on his own and pays for it himself. Um, and understandably, she's very, very touched. And Bart gets to have the not Lee Trevino putting challenge, the Lee Carvalho putting challenge. Apparently they asked Lee Trevino to do it, and since they insulted his game, he said no. <laughs> um, but people know who he's supposed to be. And so, all's well that ends in uh, mediocrity of toys, because Bart never gets Bone Storm. There's some really good Millhouse stuff here. Uh, this is the episode, of course, with Thrill House, because Millhouse is playing with Bone Storm, having gotten it, and Bart didn't get it. So Bart jealously goes over to his house and sees him playing. And uh, the first shot where we see Millhouse doing that is the Maxell ad from the 80s with the guy sitting in a chair and having his hair blown back and the lamp also blown back. Um, we see Luann Van Houten for one of the first times as like a real character with a voice. Um, this is before her divorce, so he, she's still a very uh, buttoned up domestic mom with a long dress and everything. And um, a couple of times Milhouse yells at her to get Bart out of the house because Milhouse is sick of Bart, which is actually really great role reversal. Um, Mom, Bart's smoking! Uh, and yeah, briefly, Bart wants to sit with Luann Van Houten while she does mom stuff, such as address her Christmas cards. Couple more things I will say. Uh, number one, Don Brodka breaking off the Handy Snacks cracker and cursing at it is so good. It's just, it, it floors me every time. Two, there were some really great revelations last night when I was listening to the audio commentary for this. Uh, it turns out Mike Scully wrote this based on a real experience that he had as a kid where some other kids were trying to get him to steal something from Bradley's in Springfield, Massachusetts. Yes, Mike Scully is from a Springfield. And uh, he had just sort of randomly taken something without looking at it. And when the store people took him to task, he looked down and saw that it was a 45 of Indian Giver by the 1910 Fruit Gum Company. I mean, you can imagine how excited I was to hear that. <laughs> when he was talking about it, he felt very embarrassed because he's of the generation that doesn't like bubblegum pop, etc. Or most of them don't. But oh, how great, how delightful that is.
And the other thing that I noticed with some interest and mostly delight, speaking of uh, much maligned bands and artists of the musical variety, is that when Bard is trying to cover his tracks, um, and switch the answering machine message from Don Brodka's threatening message to something else so that Marge and Homer won't find out. What he replaces the tape with is Alan Sherman, Hello Mudda, Hello Fada. Um, the people, the staff didn't talk about that uh, in the commentary because they were so busy rhapsodizing over Lawrence Tierney and how scary he was and how great he was. Um, but I wish they had, because that sort of says it all. You know, I think Alan Sherman is great. I love listening to Alan Sherman. <laughs> but it's so understandable that kids who grew up in the 60s, like late 60s, would dislike that because that's what their parents listened to and probably laughed at. But it was like a perfect rendering of like a little portrait of Alan Sherman done in Simpsons style that we see Bart put the actual answering machine tape into. And he's like, I'm going to put it somewhere where no one will ever listen to it. Ha ha ha. Um, I think they used the real recording of Hello Mudda Hello Fada too. Uh, and if it wasn't real, it sure as hell sounded it. They did a really good job with the uh, like laughter in the background and stuff. And this has been Simpsons Time. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to Simpsons Time. You see, it's all over the Bible. Yes, it's like yellow Facebook user Ross Kurgan. Um, eh, eh, he posted that Simpsons Cosby Simpson wave-ish clip uh, onto a public Facebook forum. Um, thank you for listening to Debigulator for today. My name is Amanda Nazario, uh, and I will talk to you next week. I remind you that there is a Facebook page for Nazario Scenario and Simpsons Time through the Debigulator. You can find it at facebook.com slash Nazario Scenario. Uh, and you probably already know how to spell my name, um, but it is, just in case you don't, um, N-A-Z-A-R-I-O. So there. Talk.
talk to you later. Bye.